Welcome to the Powers on Sports podcast. This is a special edition of the podcast with all of the coronavirus mania, panic, all the fury of what this virus has done to the United States and around the world. What a situation we are in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Jason Powers, down in Tampa, Florida. Going to talk tonight. We're going to talk uh, some big doings. We're going to talk a little bit of the, you know, the effects of coronavirus has had on the sports world, cancellations, all the different things that are going on. We're going to make a couple points on that. And tonight's main focus is going to be NF, the NFL, and the free agency period. We have some breaking news. Tom Brady. Rivers, Bridgewater, Cam Newton, Tannehill, Dak Prescott. Big trades in the NFL as the free agency period has gotten going. So we're going we're gonna to spend a, a good bit of time talking about the free agent frenzy, the breaking news that Tom Brady is leaving the New England Patriots and is coming to my hometown, my team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I made this prediction back in late January on my radio show, even here on the podcast. I told everybody, if Tom Brady decides to leave the Patriots, he is coming to Tampa. All the elements are there for Tom to succeed here, and we're going to get into that. But you heard, if you were listening to me back in January, I told you Tom Brady, Tampa Bay would be a match made in heaven. And lo and behold... Schefter, Darlington, all the reporters are confirming today Tom Brady is coming to Tampa on a two-year, sixty about $60 million deal. So we're going to get to that in here just a little bit. But first, let's talk a little coronavirus and just all the uh, impact it's had on the sports world as well as all of our lives. First of all, do your part as a, a citizen, as a neighbor, as a brother, sister, mother, father, you know, uncle, whatever, let's take care of ourselves. Let's take care of our neighbor. Let's be very conscious of what the the doctors are saying concerning this illness, this virus. It it is very contagious as far as it can spread very easily from all indications. Uh, It it can can be very deadly for people, especially our our population that's over, uh, you know, 55, 60 years old, that population. Though we're having more and more cases where everybody, no matter what age you are, are being affected here. So please do your part as a citizen. Be careful. Let's don't be uh, around big groups. I know they've kind of limited. They're trying to limit groups to 10 and below. You know, social distancing, that the, the new kind of uh, word, phrase of the, of, the, uh, of the year. Do your part, please. Think about your neighbors. Think about your fellow man when you're going to the grocery store. Don't go, you don't need to buy all the, all the water up, all the toilet paper. Let us all have a little piece of the pie. Again, very difficult situation for all of us. Very stressful for many of us. You know, lots of jobs are being lost. The stock market's in free fall. Lots of scary things going on. Uh, hopefully this this will be a short-term situation for our country and around the world obviously we've seen the the effects in Italy uh, China lots of deaths lots of quarantines lots of isolation listen to the doctors when they're telling us to stay in our house stay in stay out of the out of the public do that listen to what they are saying 
There's not a playbook for this. We do not have all the information to be able to say, do this, this, and this, and it goes away. We are doing the best we can to minimize the probabilities of this stuff spreading. You may not even know you have it and you're spreading it by being in big crowds, by being in bathrooms. Make sure you wash your hands as much as possible. Coughing, all those kind of stuff. If you are truly sick, call your doctor so he can give you or she can give you the, the remedy of what you need to do. So please, public service announcement, help your fellow man, your neighbors, Stay off the street, stay out of the public unless you need to be. Uh, obviously, travel has been halted. Pretty much most travel, air travel, cruises, all those kind of things are just been to a screeching halt virtually. So it's, been a, it's going to be a tough situation for us all. And until we truly know what the numbers are, it's going to be a, uh, you know, schools are closing. Restaurants are being uh, very, very limited virtually all social events have been canceled you know anything of, of anything that draws people is pretty much being canceled and it's for all of our goods so let's don't be that guy or that girl or that whatever that says oh I don't care it's not gonna affect me it's not gonna bother me because you never know you might be the one somebody spreads it to and then you spread it to 25 other people so please listen to the news that you're hearing heed the warnings of the of the professionals and the experts and let's get through this together. All right, sports front. Incredible to think. No March Madness. No Masters. No Kentucky Derby. All pro sports have been canceled. There's no timetable of when they're, I think it's a minimum of eight weeks, which is going to be like the middle of May, before they can even consider uh, restarting the, the, the professional leagues. Uh, Virtually all college competitions for the remainder of the school year have been canceled. All spring sports for all this stuff have been canceled. Most colleges have canceled school for the remainder of the semester as far as any in-person in contact classroom type stuff. Most of the schools are going to online virtual learning. Um, you know, public school system K through 12 is in here in the state of Florida. They're going to be out until at least April 15th, but probably wouldn't shock me if it's longer than that. Um, again, social events, most bars are being shut down for a minimum of 30 days. Most restaurants are being limited to just takeout and delivery type situation. So it's going to be a different world that we're going to be living in for the next probably 30 to 60 days. So do your part. Be patient. Be calm. I know it's financially it's going to be tough on a lot of people. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to be losing their 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 streams of income through serve the service industry. A lot of you know businesses are having to shut down. A lot of you know sales jobs, all those kind of things. We're all going to feel it. I promise you. So, please keep a good attitude. Be respectful to your common man, and most importantly, be respectful from a health perspective. Wash your hands if you are out in public. Just keep your distance. Don't be shaking hands. All that good kind of good stuff. But again, it's amazing. It's, it's just a, this is a once in a, probably a lifetime situation for most of all of us. No March Madness. I was supposed to go to Columbus, Ohio, and visit my my good friend David for March Madness. That got whacked. The city of Tampa. Take think about what's happened in the city of Tampa from a big sports event perspective in the next three weekends. This weekend was going to be the NCAA first and second round. 
The following weekend was going to be a PGA Tour event, the Valspar Invitational here. That's, that's an annual event. And the weekend after was going to be here in Tampa was going to be WrestleMania, which was going to be a monster tourism event for the city of Tampa that we've been uh, planning for for over a year. So those, those are back-to-back-to-back weekends of events here in Tampa that are taking the brunt of this uh, coronavirus from a economics, sports economics perspective. I'm sure there are other, other cities around the country that are feeling it from a, from a sports tourism perspective. All the sites for the NCAA tournament. Spring training has also been canceled. All the spring training was canceled here in Florida, which is another big uh, economic uh, uh, push for the community. So just a ton of Disney World closed, all the resort parks. Tampa's a big cruise, cruise port out of Port Tampa. So a huge, huge economic windfall downturn for the city of Tampa in this area from, from a sports perspective this time of the year. So... Again, just be, be, be conscious, be conscious, and be uh, patient. Again, uh, listen to the doctors on TV when you're hearing these guys. They're not Most of this stuff is, is easy kind of stuff to do, not overly uh, complicated, but just heed to their warnings because they, they kind of have an idea what they're talking about, even though there's not an absolute playbook of what to do and everything, everything absolutely to do. So, um, Again, take care of yourself. If you're sick, if you're if you're elderly or sick, get them to a doctor. Have a doctor see them, and by God, do not go out in public if you're not feeling good. So, hope everybody again take care. Um, you know, if you have any comments on the podcast, you want to send us a comment, send it to at kick the fb kick the like football, but fb Twitter's our Twitter feed. If you want to check us out on my Facebook page, Jason Powers. Facebook page, um, yeah, so email, you can send us an email at sportspowers at yahoo.com, we'd love to hear from you, but again, this is a tricky time in our in our society, we, if we all do our part, we'll all come through this like, like, like the great country that we are, so, all right, so let's get to some more positive news. Again, the NFL, one of the only sports that really hasn't closed down all their operations, they've pretty much closed down all their scouting operations as we lead up to the draft and free agencies. They're not, the, the league is not allowing any, any clubs to travel to they've all pro days, things like that have been canceled. All free agent type visits where the player could come visit the organization or the organization could go visit the player. All that's been off limits. Um, so, but they are allowing free agency to, to, to go on because, you know, from a perspective of doing business, you don't have to be in front of people to do that. You can do a lot of that stuff over FaceTime, over Skype, uh, phone calls, all that kind of stuff, emails that you can exchange, text message, you can exchange offers. Uh, we are in the free agency window. We're tampering. You're allowed to negotiate deals. You can't sign the deal until Wednesday at 4 o'clock, but you can pretty much put all the parameters of a deal together. Um so I don't. A lot of people thought that the NFL should have postponed that stuff and delayed it. I think it's actually a good thing because it gives the country a little bit of a diversion off the Corona items. All of us that are football fans, it gives us a little bit of a diversion away from all the stress that's going on in our in our personal life and our work life. Um, so I don't have a huge problem with them going on doing going on with their their business as usual. Um, I'm glad they did put the the travel ban restriction and the restriction on uh, interactions and all that. That's a good thing. So, but it's very interesting how these how these 
the situation is affecting some of this free agency stuff that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Again, no players can can visit an organization to see if there's chemistry, to see what the facilities look like, to see if they will enjoy where they live or going to live and all that stuff. And those are all big factors in a lot of these guys' decisions of who they sign with or don't sign with. So uh, the other big thing before free agency is the collective bargaining agreement got approved over the weekend, barely got approved in a vote of that was decided by less than 60 votes. The Players Association agreed to a new 10-year collective bargaining agreement. Some of the big uh, factors in this agreement are the owners are going to be going to 17 games. The league's going to be going to 17 games, probably starting in the 2021 year. Starting in 2020, there's going to be an increase in minimum salaries for all the minimum salary uh, guys. Not that you didn't know this, but in the NFL, about 60% of players in the league are making the minimum salary in the league. So really three out of every five guys are making a minimum salary. And the minimum salary went up is going up about $100,000 per man. The active rosters on Sundays are expanding from, I think, 46 to 48 players. So you can have two more active players. Major increases in health benefits to the current guys as well as to the retired, older uh, generation of retired guys, pension plans, benefits, health care coverage. Um so that, that's a good thing. It's a, there's a lot of uh, there was a, it's amazing how close the vote was uh, for this deal. There was there were some 500 players that did not even vote on the deal. To me, that's a disgrace. Those guys should be ashamed of themselves. Whether you whether you like the deal or you don't, you should. This this affects every guy in the league's financial and economic future currently and as, after they're retired. Uh, for many, many years and for the f- over 500 guys to not vote, which is about 20% of the population of the NFL, is really discouraging. And really, those guys should be ashamed of themselves. Um, two additional playoff teams are being added to the NFL, seven in e- each conference now beginning this year. So that's a good thing for fans. You're going to see one extra wild card game. Um, so basically, the number one seed in each conference is going to get a bye whereas opposed to previously it was the first and second seed would get buys in the first round. Only the one seed gets a buy, and you got a seventh team in. So you'll have a total of six wild card games on wild card weekend, which that'll be pretty cool to see. Um, so, but again, the CBA passes by a scant margin. I think it was like 50.5% to like 49.5%, but it, by, by a mere 60 votes is it, that it passes. Uh, there was a lot of some of the bigger players were very much against it. The J.J. Watts, the Aaron Rodgers, the Richard Shermans of the world were not in favor of the deal because of the 17th game. Um, had they not accepted the deal, there was a very high likelihood that there was going to be a, some type of work stoppage at the end of this year. This would have been the last year of the of the current collective bargaining agreement. So um, one of the interesting things is, as we head into free agency, as many of the teams were waiting to figure out what the vote was going to be to see what the salary, first of all, the salary cap was going to be for this upcoming year, as well as the situation when it came comes to the tran- the franchise tag and transition tag. Under the current CBA agreement that would have been in an that's been in effect the last nine years, each team was granted a franchise tag as well as a transition tag. And basically what a transition tag it means is you can tag a player with a transition tag, meaning that player can become a free agent, but they can go out in the marketplace and get an offer. 
and the existing team could match that offer. So let's say Jameis Winston was given this transition tag. If somebody offered Jameis Winston a five-year, $150 million contract, the Buccaneers would have had the opportunity to match that uh, under the under the transition tag, under the franchise tag. There's no opportunity to, to, to get another offer from a team. You're, you're kind of locked into a, to a uh, price point, basically the average of the top five players at your position is kind of what the franchise uh, tag players receive. So, and it's only a one-year deal. So there's some there's some benefit for the for management on the franchise tag. You, you get to lock in your guy for another year while you try to negotiate a long-term deal, um, and all that. So the new agreement, the new CBA, there is no more transition tag. There's strictly one franchise tag per player. So many of the teams were waiting on the on the the vote to see if they were going to have two tags or one tag. And with this, with this, with this vote being um, approved, all the teams going to free agency with only one tag. And so some of the players that did end up getting tagged as we entered the free agency period, guys like Derek Henry, Shaq Barrett, Dak Prescott, Chris Jones, those kind of guys that um, all got franchise tagged by their current team. So, um, again, no no transition tags now available. Only one franchise tag per team. Those guys with a franchise tag, if they sign their tag, they'll have until July to, to finalize their uh, long-term contract or else they'll play under the franchise tag for one year. All right, free agency. The tampering period started on Monday where teams can negotiate a contract. They can't sign the deal until Wednesday afternoon, but they can negotiate get the parameters of a deal in place and boy what a frenzy it's been the last two days Monday and Tuesday the yesterday Monday the first uh, first day of, of negotiations you had a couple of things you had uh, two huge trades in the wide receiver core you had DeAndre Hopkins get just given away basically by the Houston Texans I don't know what the Texans are thinking there they trade Hopkins and a draft pick to the to the Arizona Cardinals for David Johnson and a draft pick. I mean, Hopkins and Bill O'Brien apparently had have had major issues the last year or so relative to their contract and just have not been getting along. And the Texans basically just gave away Hopkins to the Cardinals. The Cardinals got rid of themselves of a bad contract in David Johnson, who's been injured the last couple of years. He's making a big number as far as a, a salary. The Texans take him back in the deal, get a draft pick back, but give away another draft pick. So big, big win for the Arizona Cardinals. They're developing that 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 offense. Kyler Murray, Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald. They 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 kept Kenyon Drake with the franchise tag. So they're they're really building up that offense for Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. I don't know what the Texans are doing. They give away their best player, probably the best guy in their community other than J.J. Watt. You know, Bill O'Brien has been been named the general manager in the last uh, couple of months, which he's been running that organization for about a year now. Do not understand what he's doing in, in, in Houston. You're telling me he couldn't have got more than a second-round draft pick in exchange for DeAndre Hopkins when my man Stephon Diggs got, just got traded yesterday from the Vikings to the Buffalo Bills for a for a first round pick in this draft, a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick, and a fourth round pick next year from the Buffalo Bills. And DeAndre Hopkins goes for a second round draft pick and David Johnson. Are you kidding me? Hopkins, one of the top three wide 
top five wide receivers in the league, Mr. Consistency, man, kudos to the Arizona Cardinals for that one because that was a steal, steal, steal. Um, Diggs gets traded. We had a couple of little trades. We had some, uh, you know, some free agent moves. You had some big moves uh, in free agency on Monday. You had uh, some defensive players. Um, give me one second here. I'll get you. I'll get you a list. We had. Woo! Major free agent frenzy. And the big news, obviously, on Tuesday. Tuesday was quarterback day. I mean, Tuesday was the major day of today, quarterback day. The breaking news, Tom Brady coming to Tampa. Posts an emotional uh, goodbye to the fans of New England and the organization of New England. It's incredible what he's what he's done uh, for that organization for the last 20 years. Six Super Bowls, nine Super Bowl appearances. You know, he and Belichick. It sounds like they didn't even really make him much of a much of an offer as far as New England goes. And I think Brady just came to the point of, hey, I want to do something different, man. I, I want to get out from under this New England, the New England uh, way of life, and I want to do something on my own. Um, you know, crazy. But I'm so so ecstatic. Again, I made this prediction back in January. I really thought that if, if Brady ever decided to leave the Patriots, that the Buccaneers would be the perfect perfect outlet for him. Um, they offer him weaponry. The one thing that we all were complaining about Tom Brady last year was he, he wasn't able to push the ball down the field, this and that. And everybody was questioning his arm and is he done physically? He ain't done physically. He didn't have he had little to no opportunity to push the ball down the field due to the weapons that the Patriots had. They didn't have any skill players nowhere near what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. The Buccaneers have, if not the best, the top two or three wide receiving cores in the NFL. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Cam Brait, uh, Ronald Jones at running back. No other team could match that weaponry. And I think you, I think one thing Brady wants to prove to everybody is, hey, I can still throw the ball 25 yards down the field. I can still air it out if I need to. People think that he can't throw the ball down the field. I think they're absolutely nuts to think that. I think you're going to get a exceptionally motivated Brady. You're going to get a very quarterback-friendly offense in Bruce Arians' offense. Play action, a lot of throws, a lot of uh, you know, very well-designed quarterback plays. Arians is a quarterback guy. He's been with Roethlisberger, Manning, Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer, all different types of quarterbacks with different skill sets and been successful with all of them. So major, major coup for the Buccaneers franchise. The Buccaneers are now all of a sudden relevant again. Before, we've not been very relevant the last 10 or 12 years since uh, you know the early two th- mid-2000s. It's been a very, very tough last decade in the, in the city of Tampa as far as the Buccaneers go. Attendance, relevancy, media attention, merchandise sales, those things. And Brady is going to be a catapult to increasing all of those things. He's going to put butts in the seats. The Bucks are going to be on national TV, late games, 4 o'clock games, Sunday night games, Monday night games, all because of Tom Brady. And one thing you got to give the Glazers credit for is they're, they're willing to go, go, go for it. If you remember back in the early 2000s, they made the huge trade for Keyshawn Johnson. They also made the huge trade for John Gruden. They traded draft picks. They traded money. 
They brought in a guy who they thought was going to be take him over the top, and guess what? John Gruden took him over the top to a Super Bowl, and the Bucks were ultra relevant around the NFL and around the country. And in this decision, Jason Light, Bruce Arians made a strong pitch. Money was not going to be an object. The deal is for two years, sixty million. The Patriots were going to pay nowhere near thirty million to keep Brady. The Bucks had plenty of salary cap room. Um, and you got to give them full credit for for making a for making the, the ultimate pitch to get Tom Brady here. Tom Brady is going to excel here weather-wise. Beautiful weather. You're not going to have issues with the rain, the wind that you had in Foxborough, the cold weather, which is going to help preserve Brady's body and his arm. You're going to have a well-thought-out offense. You're going to have plenty of weaponry. You're not going to have any issues with weapons. You're going to have more than enough weaponry to get it done. And a, and a vastly improving defense. They were the Bucks were in, people don't realize the Bucks were in the top ten in defense the last eight games of the year last year under Todd Bowles. Um, they brought back Shaq Barrett. They franchised Barrett. They brought back JPP. They're going to try to bring back Indomitian Sue. They have Vita Vea, a good secondary, young secondary, good linebacking core. So a very up and coming defense to go with Brady on offense. And again. The Bucks of all all the teams, the Bucks were seven and seven last year, going to the last two games of the year, even with Jameis Winston throwing all the interceptions he threw. That team very easily could have been a ten and six, eleven and five kind of team last year with a with with Winston playing better. They missed a th- again. People don't realize, don't remember week three of the year, missed a thirty yard field goal in the last play of the game against the Giants, which they lose. I mean, they lost virtually every game by less than seven points, and those were most of those games were directly attributed to the turnover ratio and the carelessness that that Winston was showing with the ball. You know, had Winston thrown fifteen interceptions and thirty touchdowns, one he'd be the quarterback still, and two the Bucks would have been the, would have made the playoffs. They were that that type of team. They had a, they had a roster to get there. They got players. They got salary cap room. They got youth. And they got some good coaching. So, what a move by the Buccaneers. What a what a what a move by Tom Brady. He had other suitors. The Chargers were strong. Um, one of the big decisions of why Brady is coming to Tampa is he, he's got a his older son. He's got an older son. If you remember with Bridget uh, with Moynihan, he's up in New York City. His family, Giselle, and their and their couple of kids that he's had with Giselle, they're going to be coming. They want to stay on the East Coast. Tampa's going to be a very nice place for them to to, to come to. Plenty of opportunity to, to get on a plane on a Monday and go to New York for if he needs to after a game to see his son, have his son come down. Whereas if he's on the West Coast, it's just a much different dynamic. Uh, the Chargers of L.A. were not going to be the, the number one team in town. Whereas in Tampa, he's going to be the rock star. He will be the, the main attraction here. Whereas in L.A., you had the Rams, you got the Dodgers, you got the Lakers, you got USC. Just too many... Never going to be number one man, the number one team in that in that market. Um, Tom's business interests, they can wait. He can still handle all any of his business interests that he needs to handle here in Tampa remotely. That's not going to be a problem. And obviously when he retires, if he's going to go to California and do all that stuff, he can do that. But that stuff wasn't going to be. And Tampa, honestly, Tampa's in the best position to win. The Chargers were not going to win that division with Kansas City. He, I don't think Brady wanted to be in the AFC as well. Get him in the NFC, away from the Patriots, away from Mahomes, away from the Steelers, the Ravens, where you can now be in the NFC where it's very winnable. 
You got a you got a division that's very winnable. The uh, the Falcons are down. The Carolinas down. New Orleans will still be a formidable team, but the NFC with Brady and that team it's going to be very very interesting. They're going to be right in the mix in the NFC for a top three or two top you know top two to three four seed in the NFC. The Bucks should definitely be a playoff team next year, um, as long as they can keep as long as Tom stays healthy. So. Huge move for the Buccaneers. Rivers ends up going to the Charter or the Colts, where everybody thought he was going to go. He had the connection with Frank Reich from San Diego. His days in San Diego, he gets a one-year, twenty-five million-dollar deal. Jacoby Brissett will probably stay in the with the Colts as the backup, though a team could make a make a play for him. A team like the Chargers, a team like the Bears, somebody like that could make a play for him. Maybe even the Patriots make a play for. For Brissett, he's got history with the Patriots. Um, Teddy Bridgewater kind of makes a surprising move. He goes, he's going to Carolina, three years, $63 million, which now opens the door for Cam Newton to, they basically mutually agree that Cam Newton's going to be moving on, can make a trade, go seek a trade. Where Cam Newton goes will be very, very interesting. I could see Cam Newton... I know how how funny this sounds. I could see Cam Newton going to the New England Patriots and being their quarterback next year. I know there's speculation about maybe he goes to to, to L.A. for the Chargers, um, potentially maybe to Chicago. Don't be surprised if Cam Newton ends up in New England. That's the kind of guy I think Brady likes. Multi-dimensional, can move around. I know Cam's been injured and kind of been not very healthy the last couple of years. But keep an eye on Cam Newton to the New England Patriots. Um, Patriots, all they have is Jared Stidham. Cam Newton only has one more year on his contract, so it's not going to be a killer contract for the can be for the Patriots or any other team to take him on in a trade. Um, keep your eye out on Cam Newton to the Patriots, in my opinion. You got uh, Ryan Tannehill kind of let off all this free agency stuff by re-signing with the Titans, which kind of bumped him. Uh, the, a lot of people thought. Brady and the Titans were a perfect match with Vrabel, that running game, blah, blah, blah. The the Titans go with Tannehill, four years, $125 million. I think that's an awful lot for that guy. Um, the Raiders decide they weren't going to be a viable viable option for Brady. They they signed Marcus Mariota to provide some competition and, some, and to push Derek Carr. I think that's a good move for them. Carr's got no more guaranteed money on his contract. Um, Dak, Dak gets franchised in Dallas. They're going to try to make that. They're going to try to make that work. They re-sign Amari Cooper, five years, hundred million at wide receiver. The interesting questions are where's where's guys like Winston going to end up? Cam Newton, Andy Dalton. Those are the three big names that are kind of left after all the musical chairs for the quarterbacks go. Where will those three guys end up? I think in New England you'll probably have one of. I think Dalton is a viable option in New England as well. Again, I think Cam Newton is a is a sneaky sneaky guy to end up in New England because of the creativity that they could use with 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 uh, Josh McDaniels. Belichick kind of likes that kind of mobile guy. I think in a perfect world, and we're going to see if what what uh, what Tom Brady. I mean, what uh, McDaniels and Belichick can do without Tom Brady. We're going to see what Tom Brady can do without Belichick. So. What a fascinating free agent first couple of days we've had. You're going to have a lot more moves being made. You're going to have some more trades being made. 
It's going to be, depending on what happens with this virus situation, it's going to determine kind of the draft situation, if the draft's going to be on time. Most likely the draft will probably get moved. It will not be in Las Vegas with all the people. They'll probably do a video conference type type situation with the draft where you'll have a lot. It'll still be televised, but you'll have just cameras after cameras in war rooms and things like that to where uh, the, the announcements will come out of the NFL office. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see. Uh, the organizations are going to be tested this year in the draft because you're not going to be able to have pro days, most likely. You're going to have very minimal time to do a lot of face-to-face -face interviews. Most of that stuff happened at the Combine, so all that data from the Combine, the Senior Bowl, all those kind of situations are now going to be even more important than they were in previous years. So it's going to be very, very interesting. You're going to really see the organizations that have done their homework on this draft class because of the inability to meet with a lot of these people in person. You're not going to be... You're not going to see coaches traveling. You're not going to see players traveling for a while. So it's going to be uh, very, very much a who, which organizations prioritize their resources, maximize their their uh, time with these with these players together and all that. So awesome couple of days of free agency that's just getting started. You're going to see more and more action here in the next week or so. So buckle up. Tom Brady coming to Tampa, baby. Woo! I am so excited. I called it back in January. I, uh, I was one of the few that said that guy, Tampa, is the, is the place for Tom. I was proven right. Not that I'm looking for... But, man, it's what a moment for the Buccaneer franchise. Never had a quarterback like this in their, in their history. And granted, is he at the peak of his power? No, but he's still going to be a very viable player for this organization. He's going to give them legitimacy, relevancy, economic stability. You're going to see ticket sales, a packed house at Raymond James Stadium. Tampa's going to be alive and well once this coronavirus gets out of here. It's going to be just a beautiful, beautiful fall. And speaking of the fall, what a fall we have in front of us from a sports calendar perspective. So many of these events are being postponed. The NBA Finals, the hockey playoffs, baseball is going to be pushed back a little bit. So you're going to have you, the Masters Golf Tournament. The, the major, many of the major golf tournaments are going to be pushed back, unfortunately. Tennis, the French Open's already been rescheduled. There's a decent chance that Wimbledon could get rescheduled. So you are going to have an action-packed fall, fall season of from hopefully August. Hopefully this virus gets out of here. We get full-blown uh, sporting events uh, back going, hopefully end of May at the latest. So as we get through the fall, August, September, October, what a sports calendar we could potentially have with college football. All spring football has virtually been canceled. I was supposed to go do a couple of spring football, officiate a couple of spring football games. Those have all been wiped out. Um it's just been surreal the last several days with no sporting events. Watching, turning on the TV, and there's nothing to watch. You know, from a sports media perspective, it's been it's just been amazing to th see what the different media outlets are doing to fill content. Because remember, these 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 sports channels are 24-hour sports channels, and so much of it is live programming, games, events. You know, the, the the talk shows, all those things are being affected by this virus. I mean, you can't have people in you can't have 25 people in a studio doing a show when you have the the threat of this virus you can't, radio shows are being affected TV shows are being affected every every component of our 
economic society is being affected by this uh, freaking virus and all the and all the stuff that goes along with it. So, in closing, again, like we talked about, take care of your fellow man, check up on your neighbors, especially if you have elderly people in your family or in your in your circle. Make sure they're doing okay. Check up on your family. Stay out of the public eye if you if you can avoid it at all costs. You know, restaurants, events. You know, most gym. My gym just got closed for two weeks, so who knows when the gym's going to be open again? Again, most bars and nightclubs are being closed for a minimum of a month in a lot of places here in Florida. That's happening. Schools are being closed. Elementary, junior high school, high schools are being closed for a month, maybe more. Colleges are being shut down. So it's, this is a serious situation, um, and you need and we need to all take it seriously because we're all responsible for help mitigating the spread here of this of this uh, this this virus, this terrible virus that's killed over a hundred people so far in the United States and thousands over around the world. Let's do our part. Wash your hands. Come back to the Powers on Sports podcast. Tell a friend about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have some cool guests on the next couple of weeks. Gonna have probably gonna have a, a major league former major league World Series winner on. Gonna have a, a ESPN sportscaster on. So be on the lookout in the next couple of episodes. We're gonna have some inter- we're gonna do some interviews and some good stuff. So we're gonna get through this together. Have a great night. You're listening to the Powers on Sports podcast, and I'm your host Jason Powers. See you next time.